This is Life Elsewhere, created and hosted by Norman B. Welcome to Life Elsewhere. I'm Norman B. Well, as you can hear, it's that time of the year once again. This is Area with O Come Emmanuel from a wonderful LP, Excelsius, A Dark Noel, the 2021 remaster. The original release came out in 1995, and this is the remastered version by Martin Bowes, the acclaimed industrial electronic producer and creator of Attrition. This LP is available on Project Records out of Portland, Oregon, and I recommend you check out their catalogue. The link will be up at lifeelsewhere.co. So, Christmas is here, and this show will air first on Boxing Day, a very important occasion in Britain, and yes, one of the many peculiarities of Christmas in the UK. And to help me sort of explain to you about Christmas, I have two guests who have a podcast that is called Prompty Prompts. It's really fun to listen to, and I'm going to have the link up on our, our site. Prompty Prompts is hosted by Letty Butler, and Stephen Meller, who also goes by Dave, and we'll get to that in a minute. So first of all, let's say hi to Dave, or Stephen, and Letty. Hi. Hello, you two. So I have listened to your your show. It is so entertaining and so informative. So before we go any further, let's just quickly give a big plug to your show so people can find out about that. Oh, um, okay. So it is, I've just jumped in there, Stephen, Dave, sorry. So it's a a podcast for writers, readers, joy seekers, anybody that, that, you know, likes listening to something. And what we were going for originally is a kind of cross between a podcast and informative literary podcast, but also a game show. So we wanted to, we invite writers, two writers per episode on the show um, to come and have a go at live creative prompts. So we give them a sentence or a picture or, you know, some kind of, impetus and they respond to that in the studio with us and then we 
either laugh or, or cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Well, we're going to circle back to this uh, when uh, uh, towards the end when we wrap, because I want to know a little bit more about you two. But let's get into the topic that I would like to talk about, and that is Christmas. So I go on at length about how wonderful Christmas was for me growing up. And every year, well, before COVID, I would go back home to the UK for Christmas. And I just love all the traditions that we have in the UK for Christmas. And a lot of those traditions are just not this. They just don't happen here in the United States. So let's start with talking about Christmas and why it is so Christmassy in the UK. I'm going to hand it over to either of you. So whoever wants to take it first. Why is it so Christmassy in the UK? I honestly don't know, apart from the fact that I think it's most of it's made up. You know, because when you look at it in terms of history and all the rest of it, the Victorians and Charles Dickens and all the rest of it made it up. And I think it's, I suppose there's a flip side to that is that we then, as a nation, got hold of it like a ball and ran with it. And if we're going to do it, let's, let's really, really utterly go for it. And whether there's other factors coming in, I honestly don't know. But it just, year on year, there seems to be a layering of this old, we're going to have more. We're going to do more lights, more, more festivities. We're going to start earlier and all the rest of it. And I, and I think we just all get carried away, to be perfectly honest. Oh, OK. We're so repressed as a nation. Um, yes. Rest of the year with stiff upper lips, um, you know, sheltering from the weather. And then, on the, you know, it might snow in December and we all get terribly excited and we think, God, for three weeks, we can just go absolutely crazy and go out every single night disgrace ourselves at the office Christmas party, um, spend stupid amounts of money on tinsel, you know, get your dad climbing up the drain pipe to put the best lights on your roof, um, <laughs> send everyone you've ever met a present, do some secret Santa with people you don't even like. You know, it just, it, ev- anything goes at Christmas in England. And I think that's what makes it so special is that it's just like, it's a, it's a kind of atmosphere, I think. It, yes. it, just, it just puts everybody in a good mood. Well, you see, some of the things you've just mentioned have now become traditional in America, except in America, Christmas is just one day. It's Christmas Day. And that is it. Bang. The day after everything's it's back to normal. People go back to work. Well, this year it's going to be a Sunday, but there's no Boxing Day and there's no sort of no, there's no Boxing Day. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about some of the kind of, I don't know, quirks about Christmas in the UK. I want to start with food because food is so very important. People do love to have their Christmas dinner. And there's some very odd things that we eat for Christmas that really the rest of the world finds very strange. Can you talk about some of the oddities that we eat? Okay, well, I would like to kick kick things off with two of my favorite items. The first one being bread sauce which is what you have with turkey on the, yes. in the main tent and in our house like my mum always makes it traditionally so it involves like getting some breadcrumbs loads of milk um some cinnamon and cloves i think and shoving it in the airing cupboard until it goes <laughs> like, bread in the, the airing cupboard the airing cupboard for my american listeners is the closet or the cupboard where you keep sheets and towels and things like that yeah it's called an airing cupboard. An airing cupboard. Um, yeah. And the other one is pigs in blankets. Do you have those in the US? Yes. Yes, we do. But I don't know that it's a Christmas thing. I don't think it's a Christmas thing. Yes. 
right okay and then there's what stuffing cranberry sauce yeah. yes uh, the the christmas pudding that you set fire to and cover it in brandy right. butter do you have that you i've have seen it but it's not traditional and it's not typical here at all and i've i've served it for for people here i've actually made christmas pudding and served it people are like why are you putting it on fire and it tastes awful i mean i I have not found one person that likes it i love it and i love it with custard of course delicious absolutely delicious well i i like it as a kind of vehicle for condiments so (laughs) yeah Ice cream and brandy butter and custard. I, I mean, uh, I'm going to do that. So you like the whole lot? Yes, yes. Whilst we're talk, talking about desserts, I'm going to veer off the track just for a moment. And I have, I believe I've talked about this on the show a, a couple of times before, but it always gets people going, what? And I'm going to pass this over to you, Dave. And that that is uh, uh, something that you can find on many menus throughout the UK. And it's spotted dick. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) The love of an English innuendo, is it? Something of that nature. Um, Spotted dick. I don't know. I'll be honest. I've always thought. What it is, Dave? Sorry? (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've got to be careful. Um, One of the things I think is great about Christmas, and I'm going to veer a little bit if you don't mind. Yes, yes, yeah. is that I think the English fall into two camps. And part of this possibly goes back to the Victorian time and, I don't know, Charles Dickens and all the rest of it. But you're either a mad Christmas person who, when December comes around, the 1st of December, you're putting your tree up. Or even these days, well into November, you're putting your tree up and you're going crazy. Or you're a grumpy old... Scrooge. And and taking down the Ebenezer route, if you like, and and the Scrooge... and. And that's me, I'll be perfectly honest, that's me. When my partner said to me at the beginning of December, let's put the tree up, I'm going, it's not time. And, and we're getting this back and forth, this, this negotiation over when is it time to put the tree up? And in my eyes, it's I might put it up usually two days before Christmas, and she wants to put it up in December, beginning of December, and somewhere we'll fit, as we have done, somewhere in the middle. It happens every single year. We don't just go, we put it up on whatever day, it was the same as last year. But the, my point being is that then you get... As the grumpy old one, the Ebenezer with the bar humbug hat and all the rest of it, you get dragged along and you might stand there with your arms shut, you know, crossed and a, a grumpy look on your face, but you're still singing your carols and you're still joining in. But, but it's, mm, it's not like it was in my day and all the rest of it. When we didn't have all the great big feasts, you couldn't go down to the supermarket and everything was prepared there and you could just buy it off the shelf and then shove it in an, uh, you know, an oven and away you go. You had to do everything yourself. So as you say, you had to make your Christmas pudding, you had to make your bread sauce and so on and so forth. But when it comes to spotted dick, I'm afraid I sit on the other side of the room from it and go, no, 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 no. Really? What? It's one of those, I've... Maybe it's the name. I don't know, but it's, I've never liked it. Never, Can never liked it. It's like Christmas me. pudding. When you said Christmas pudding, we feed it to everybody. Perhaps I'm too American in all of this. I don't like Christmas pudding. I was always the one oh. that sat have some custard or some ice cream, please. And, really? You know, oh, yeah. my goodness. I don't think you're really a Yorkshireman. Or, I mean, maybe you're from somewhere else, it sounds like. I love, I love, Chris, I love Yorkshire puddings with the jam in it and all the rest oh. of it. Oh, oh. don't, don't. You know, don't besperch the name too much. But, you know, <laughs> so, you know, not, not so Letty, 
Letty, you like spotted dick, apparently. Yeah, I love spotted dick. Uh, so it, it is, for your listeners, it is a, a traditional English dessert, which is made, I believe it's a steamed pudding. Yes. It's like a, and it's got raisins in it. And I yes. love raisins. Yes. Any, I'm actually slightly addicted to raisins. And it's kind of old school, the sort of thing that you'd get at you know, boarding school. And yes, it's just really old school and home and comforting. And when you when you've eaten it, it feels like you've eaten a brick. And yes, there's something yes. really great about that. <laughs> yes, my mother used to make it, and she would boil. It's made with suet. It which is, is, which is yes, not and she anymore. would mold it into this well, a kind of a a long phallic yeah. shape, and yes. it's kind of pink. It's kind of pink in color with spots all over it which are the raisins but she would she would steam it in one of her old nylons she would put it in a in a pan in a nylon and that's and you know it was i thought it was absolutely delicious but you were right letty afterwards you feel like you've eaten a ton of coal i mean it's 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 christmas though with your christmas puddings do you put coins in them yes if i make a christmas pudding i put coins in them and i'm not sure where that comes from uh, meant to be good luck, isn't it? Is that what it is? Meant to have good luck for the rest of the year. Six right. Yes. Yeah, to find a sixpence. Yeah. Um, yes. Do you sprouts, sprouts and chestnuts. Yeah. Sprouts. Yes. Yes. You know what's really interesting? That sprouts have now become very popular in more sort of high-end restaurants here in the US, uh, which is kind of kind of strange. I mean, you often find on menus now sprout salads or or oh, yeah. toasted sprouts or roasted sprouts rather than just the way i had them when i was growing up you, your mother boiled well she boiled pretty much everything yeah. <laughs> let's talk about christmas cake just for a moment because christmas cake is something which again i just love i love homemade christmas cake yeah we've just made ours and we have we make it quite well not just we make it in yeah, at the end of november and then yes stab it uh every every few days yes. and then you dribble brandy into it so by the time you slice into it after you've covered it in marzipan and you know icing you know you can get you can get drunk from just taking a bite on christmas day you sure can <laughs> yes yes uh, another thing that we have in the in the uk which is certainly not popular here and again i've made them for guests and i've taken them to people's homes at christmas mince pies what? They don't like mince pies. No, they don't like mince meats. But of course, oh, it's not because when you say mince meat, people think it's yeah. mince. They think it's minced beef or something. It's like that episode of Friends, isn't it? When um, Rachel yes, I love them. I absolutely love them. They're really nice, warm, and also you can get mini ones in 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 the yeah. UK now. So, but uh, they go down quite well. Everybody has mince pies at Christmas in the UK. Mm. Um, so, what do you do with all the leftover food? The, well, the now this today. is well, yes, and people do have leftovers, and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother story about leftovers because leftovers in America is a it's a big deal, it's a big thing. Lots of people they they sort of live by leftovers, but you don't. It's a very different thing. I mean, like boxing. You're referring to Boxing Day now, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Because we, ha- you know, you have to have the Boxing Day turkey curry, don't you, or the Boxing mm-hmm. Day turkey ham pie. No, we don't have that. It's back to normal. So you have you have leftovers, which everybody hates because, you know, you had you, you stuffed yourself at Thanksgiving with turkey. That's why a lot of people don't have turkey 
at Christmas in America because the bigger day here is Thanksgiving, which, of course, in the UK, you don't have. I want to talk about some of the traditions that we have in in the UK that certainly are very peculiar to Americans. And one is crackers and the hats that everybody wears from the cracker. Can one of you explain crackers to us? It's just a thing. It's just... I, I, I know there's a there's a story behind how they, they started because they were originally European and then somebody somebody clever in this country shoved some dynamite or other explosives or whatever in it and went pulled it and everybody fell in love with them and, and it's just what we do it's the bad jokes as much as anything else and the absolutely useless gifts yes as well I think I think you can get crackers at probably very very high. High, high priced, and they've got some fantastic gifts in there, you know, like a Spanish villa or something like that. But we, we don't. We just, we just get these ridiculous a pair of tweezers, yes, um, that that wouldn't even cut, you know, a small slice of paper or anything like that. You know, absolutely useless and a joke, which everybody just goes, oh, to afterwards. And then so let's you have to wear. Let's explain to people. People like me. I mean, you guys are fine. You've all got hair. People like me with no hair. (laughs) The paper just sticks to your head and it becomes yucky, but you still do it because you have to. So let's describe describe to people what a cracker actually is, because we're talking about it, but not really giving our listeners an idea of what they actually are. Right. So they are a, a tube made of card and paper, highly decorative, and you put everybody gets one on their placemat and then you have to pick up either end and you have to turn to the person next to you but no and it's going to be difficult to explain basically when you pull a crack with someone you you have one hand on one end and you hold the other end and then you pull it and whoever gets the longest end of the cracker gets the stuff inside so it's quite good for brits because you can get out some of our underlying passive aggression (laughs) <laughs> um, and try try to be polite and then you know if, if you've got awkward relatives which is very often the case in the UK then the jokes can really break the ice or be you know if someone gets a, a, a gift you can then start a really interesting conversation about a, a mini Rubik's Cube or whatever it is that ha- has happened to land in your prawn cocktail you know so I think they just they they indicate we do them at the start of the meal as well so it's kind of like kick off everybody's got their hats on go yes but we are already wearing our christmas jumpers by that point so you have to put we, the christmas jumper yes on. yeah your ugly christmas jumper is very important and it's become quite a big thing now hasn't it in the uk yeah. for people to wear their christmas jumpers well there's a national christmas jumper day is there i didn't know that yes. well i should also add for my american listeners that jumper means sweater oh yeah yeah so you have to find the worst christmasy sweater imaginable and wear that with pride um and i think the idea behind national christmas jumper day i think it's actually uh, to raise money for the charity save save the children but people do it regardless of that they wear them all the way through december just to be like you know i've got my I've got my fun jumper on i am mm-hmm. i'm really into having fun this month let's go for yeah. it if you're just joining us my guests are letty butler and stephen miller also known as dave they're, they have a podcast, they have a program called Property Prompts, and the link to Property Prompts will be up at the Life Elsewhere site. Uh, and they're in, but you're both in Sheffield, is that right? Both in Sheffield and Yorkshire? Yes. 
Yes. yes. Okay. And that's why. So the accent that you're hearing from both of my guests is a is a Yorkshire accent, which I I just adore. I think is wonderful. So Christmas Christmas Day has all these traditions. Um, opening presents. Now, I remember growing up that it was absolutely forbidden to open presents until your parents got up and you sat around the Christmas tree on Christmas morning, even though you had probably for weeks on end peeked into the parcels and tried to sort of scrutinize and figure out what was in there, you were forbidden. It was, it was, I mean, you were going to be punished severely. In other words, you wouldn't get the presents if you even dared to open them before Christmas morning. Now that was tradition in my house and and most of the people I knew and relatives. What about you two? Exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. Everybody had to be up, washed, dressed. Yeah. You might still be able to be in your pajamas, but that yes. was about it. And um, yeah, although we used to, my dad bought had this. I don't know if it was peculiar to us, but presents that other people had given us, i.e., not family presents. We All right, like Boxing Day. Ah, yes, yes, I've heard of that. Yes, yes, Letty, what about you? Go ahead. Um, well, w- yes, but I would also add that to tide the children over, Father Christmas comes in the night, obviously, and leaves a really, oh yes, really yes, exciting yes. stocking, um, which is is, is uh, what you would call nylons, but it's but it, no, it's not actually the tight. It's a it's a giant woolly sock, and, <laughs> um, and it, you wake up in the morning, and the thrill when you're a kid of having yes. that lumpy, massive sock that is stuffed full of presents. And then in our house, I've, I've got an older brother, we were allowed to open our stockings together. Yes. We, so it kind of like gave us a little bit of that, like, oh, great, we've got something. And then we'd get up and get dressed and then have the big present opening. Right, right. And, and Christmas dinner, and this is another thing which I think is kind of curious, is Christmas dinner doesn't really happen at dinner time in most people's homes. It kind of happens sort of late afternoon am i right about that four o'clock yes after the queen's speech yes yes and now that is another peculiar tradition isn't it everybody watches or listens to the queen's speech talk to me about that stephen or dave i'd I'd say christmas dinner falls into two camps first and foremost you either before or after the christmas dinner but if you're before you have to be done for the queen's speech so say before or after the queen's speech Queen's speech, that's about 10 minutes long or something like that. And we all, yeah, it's, again, these these are things that are just, are are so much fundamental to what we do on Christmas Day. And that shared experience, I suppose, of everybody on Christmas Day is that you know that so many of your your relatives or your friends or whatever are all sitting down, turning, making sure the TV's on for when the Queen comes on and gives her her little speech. And then... I don't know. I mean, my dad used to stand up for it, which I always thought was a bit weird. Um, and now I'm getting into my mid fifties. I kind of feel like well, I should be standing up for it as well. And, and especially now she's she's you know knocking the door, knocking on the door of the of the hundred or whatever it is. And yeah. you're like, this is it's just it makes you feel. I suppose there's a connection to it, isn't there? There's a connection to the you are sharing. You're doing something you know everybody else is doing. It's not just Christmas. It's not just you know. You can have your, your dinner when you want. You can eat your, whether you like Christmas pudding or you don't, etc. But this is the one thing you you know you pretty much share. Yeah. It used to be that, and and this is probably before Letty's time because she's much younger than me. But it was either, it was that and the Malcolm and Wise show. 
So um, it was Morecambe and Wise show. Now that would take that would take another show to explain (laughs) Morecambe and Wise because that that we now get into English humour, which is of course is a very very. I mean, it's it's peculiarly English, isn't it, Letty? Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) I think so. I think um, you know we, we like a combination of. We love an underdog in, in England. We love a bit of slapstick. Um, I mean, we, we're quite into... The, one of the weird things I heard on the radio the other day is that we have a massive propensity as a nation for watching murder mysteries. Like, you know, we love a bit of um, Poirot on, uh, around Christmas. And I think it's kind of like relieves the tension that you're all feeling kind of being stuck in, inside with your family for a whole week or however long it is. Um, that you think I'll live vicariously through whoever it is that's killing all these people in 1920s England. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, and, and just for the listeners, if they don't know what the Queen's speech is, like she basically just gives a roundup of the year and talks about the challenges and um, her hopes for next year. And she kind of blesses the nation and, and wishes us all luck. And, and we all sort of think like, oh, yes, we're going to be OK because the Queen's here. <laughs> and, it, and and even if you're not a big royalist you still it seems to me i can remember people that weren't necessarily i had an uncle that was a bit anti royal royalist you know and, and, and but he, he even he would would watch the queen's speech or listen to it, it yeah it's it, i think it's because you know it's that it's that fomo isn't it you, you know no one wants to not know what she said um mm. And I know you've got like iPlayer and catch up, but then you miss out on all the WhatsApping about like, oh, did you like her frock? Or I didn't really like it when she said that bit, you know, so you have to watch it. Yes, yes, yes. So you can be, these are the peculiar things that are are, are peculiar to the UK at Christmas time. And that's what we're talking about with my guests, the two hosts of Prompty Prompts. It's a, it's a podcast. It's a, it's also a a game show. It's a little hard to describe. They've already done a little bit of that. But you can find it, um, I'll have the links up, so you can find it on all the different podcast platforms. And it's really worth your while going to, to check it out. These two people are very, very entertaining. Let's talk about Boxing Day, because this is what, something that I, I, I have to deal with every year, because I go, oh, it's Boxing Day, and nobody cares. You, Letty, you were sort of, you sounded exasperated when I said oh. that there's no Boxing Day here. Okay, so there's a couple of reasons for this. A, the, the, the other thing about Christmas Day is you wake up, we kick off the day with, smoke, it's usually smoked salmon and scrambled eggs or, or smoked salmon on blinis, and you can start drinking champagne as soon as that happens. So yes, yes. essentially, you've got the whole nation drinking from <laughs> probably around 11am all the way through until everybody falls over circa 11pm. So you need the Boxing Day to recover from that. And in our, our it's our tradition to go on a massive... Boxing Day walk, whether yes. once and whatever the weather is doing, and then you have to eat all the leftovers. So it's kind of um, we have either a pie or a curry or like jacket potatoes with like leftover meat. Um, so that's yeah. But the other thing is people often go to the panto on Boxing Day. Now you're going to have to explain what you mean by panto. Right. So it is. Uh, 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 an old English tradition. It is uh, a theatrical extravaganza, mainly made up of sort of C-list celebrities. And 
they dress up in ridiculous costumes and retell fairy fairy tales or old children's stories like Mother Goose or um, Aladdin or uh, what, what's that one where he goes to Cinder- London? Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. And it's all very silly. And whenever the baddie comes on, uh, the whole audience has to go boo or hiss. And then uh, there's a there's all these kind of different parts of the pantomime that you know are going to come because you, there has to be them in every pantomime. Audience participation and like the people in the front row often get stuff thrown at them. And there's a lot of like, uh, she's behind you. So you have to shout that out. I mean, it's completely insane. No one knows what's going on or why we're doing it, but you have to do it. And then another part of it as well, which I think really confuses people, that there's always two ugly sisters or two ugly names, and they're men. They're always played by men. And then there's the principal boy who's played by a woman. It's very, very peculiar. I mean, it's just, it's such a peculiar thing. It is utterly peculiar. And I can't actually really explain that. Um, (laughs) But it's also very enjoyable. It's also just a lot of fun. Yeah, it it is fun. And, you know, kids love it. But I think the adults actually like it more. So Boxing Day, another thing about Boxing Day, I want to ask you about, uh, Stephen, maybe you'll take this one, and that is where Boxing Day originates from, because it doesn't mean people are having fisticuffs, does it? It, it, There's another meaning to it. Boxing Day traditionally was when all the rich people let their servants have a day off and they gave them lots of things that were left over, whether it was food or a couple of presents they didn't like, but they would box those up, give them to the servants, say, off you go, have a good day, come back tonight, and then uh, it's back to work tomorrow. So it was like the only day that uh, they, that all the servants used to get off, apparently. But that was going back many, many years. Many years, yes. Something you touched on a little while ago, Letty, when you're talking about Christmas Day, that we start drinking, the Brits start drinking at around about 11 o'clock. Any excuse to open a bottle of champagne. And then it goes on from there and it runs through drinking all kinds of alcohol all day long. And this, again, seems to me to be a peculiarly English thing that drinking at Christmas is. I've always explained to people that Christmas starts on about 12 noon on Christmas Eve because all the, everything shuts down then yes. and then you go to office parties or you go to the pub or whatever but you start drinking then and you pretty much don't stop until 6th night uh, 12th night which is the 6th of January so there's a long time that you really do consume a lot of booze am I right? I would say as a nation yes that is correct um, but there's also you, you know there's a huge chunk of the population. I'm going to sound a bit sexist here, but I'm sorry, Dave, but mainly men do um, a smash and grab round town of all the presents they have not yet bought. Um, So that happens on Christmas Eve. Uh, But yeah, I would say, but I mean, I think it starts earlier than that. I think the drinking starts, I think the drinking starts kind of from mid-December. And then everybody does dry January. They, everyone's so pickled. I actually don't drink, but I, you know, I, I have had Christmas, you know, I, I, I've yes. had a fair old share of boozy Christmases. Um, but yeah, the 1st of January, everyone's doing dry January because they, they've pickled themselves so much through December that they're like, right, everybody throw the Baileys away. We're not having that Polish vodka again until next year. I'm never drinking again. And then 
every, nobody drinks through January and then everybody gets stuck in again in February. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it, isn't it, Dave? It, you it sighed, you sighed there, Dave, when, when Letty was talking about buy, men buying presents at the, at the last minute. Is that true? Yes, entirely. <laughs> Utterly true. Utterly true. It is Christmas Eve. The, the, in, the, in the old days, I don't think it happens now, but in the old days, the, Boxing Day was also the start, or the day after Boxing Day, was the start of the sales, yes. the retail sales. Oh. You know, you have Black Friday or whatever it is right. over, the, over your way. As always happened just straight after Christmas. And, 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 and if we were lucky, I remember my dad used to take me around town on Christmas morning and it would be quick, we'll go, because certain shops we knew started their sales on Christmas Eve, like at 10 o'clock. So you'd go in and you'd buy all the presents, cut price as well, so you saved a bit of money. But yeah, it really was, this is what's left, this is what they're getting. And it's it's very hard not to fall back into that that process. It's a bit different, you know, once you've had kids, and I think that changes your outlook, but when you're just a, a you know, a... a single man and you're thinking oh i've got to get my mother something i'll go down the shops at christmas eve because then yeah. i can have buy that and then go straight to the pub at lunchtime and meet my mates when i was growing up i remember that it was a trip to marks and spencers to buy a box of handkerchiefs for your grandmother yeah i don't know if that is that right yeah yeah i remember that as well it was we've yeah. got to get something from me i i look back now on some of the presents i bought my my mother and indeed my older sister because we shopped for them at exactly the same. And I think, Mike, they, they were such good actresses to, sell, to turn around to me and go, oh, isn't that lovely? And now when I think about, well, I gave you that that Christmas. And, that, and that, it never saw the light today again. You know, it was really was what was ever was left at the bottom of the shelf at the, at the store. Yeah, bad. Bad day. Yeah, Ooh, we, have, um, we have to do thank you letters. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah we still thing. do. Um, so, you know... Uh, Everybody, the worst thing I think about Christmas in England is you think, okay, I've got everyone. And then someone who you're not expecting to give you a present gives you a present and you're like, oh my God, what should I do? <laughs> so that's when a smash and grab might occur or you have to just instantly re-gift. I have before in the past grabbed a present that somebody who I think they've probably given me something quite good, good, I'm going to give it to this person in, in, in the hope that that is the case. <laughs> Um, because you don't want to be caught short without a present. Have you, have you ever had the situation where you've given somebody, you've put a lot of thought into it, you've given somebody a present, and lo and behold, they give you the same present back? Yeah. I mean, the well, same year. The same, you know, they, they buy for you oh, what you bought for oh, them. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I Usually haven't. books. Books, exactly. Yeah. You see, I wouldn't mind that. Although if I've, yeah, no, I see. Um, the worst is when you spend a lot of time and effort thinking of something to give someone and you give it to them and then they don't give you anything and you ah, never hear yes. about it ever again. And then yes. you say, well, that doesn't matter. It's not about the giving. It's, you know, you give to give, not to receive, Letty. And then you right. sign it. They're so mean and I hate them and I'm never doing it. <laughs> it's a lot of acting going on at Christmas, isn't there? Yeah, yes. <laughs> as well as traditions. That's why we're all getting drunk. <laughs> it's the stress of it. <laughs> yeah, yes. I want to talk about other parts of Christmas and, and Christmas traditions, uh, because there are a lot more, the peculiarities that are very English. And um, we're going to take a quick break, a station identification break. And when we return, 
you two come up with some thoughts for me about Christmas that you think are just, and we've talked about a lot of them, but things that you think are just peculiarly British. And we'll do that right after this. This is Life Elsewhere, hosted by Norman B. We would like to know what you think of our program. Send your comments to info at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. For just joining us, my guests are Stephen Miller and Letty Butler. They have a radio show, a podcast. It's a game show as well. It's, well, it's, I was about to say it's peculiarly English. And I guess I, I kind of think I'm right about that. It's called Prompty Prompts. The link is up at lifeelsewhere.co. Peculiarities of Christmas in the UK. We've we've talked about Christmas Day. We've talked about Boxing Day. We've talked about pantomimes. What else is there? Because it seems to me that that Christmas is a it's it's not just a traditional thing, but it's something that everybody in the UK really looks forward to. And and there are the things that we do that we sort of almost by sort of I don't know we, our minds just do it. We we listen to the Queen's speech every Christmas. There's all these kind of things that we do that are very, very British. What else is there, Letty? Okay, so there is um, the office Christmas party. I actually have never worked in a in a uh, in an office. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I have. Um, actually, yeah, I have. But often if you work in a, in a big office, it's kind of like the talk of December. And you usually have to go out and it, it, the 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 general thing is you have to do Secret Santa. So do you do that any in the States? Yes. And yeah, office yeah. parties happen here as well. But I'm okay. I'm 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 thinking you're gonna tell us stuff that maybe is very peculiarly English. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> generally there's always, always someone does something excruciatingly embarrassing at an office Christmas party and you just don't know who it's going to be but someone definitely definitely does every single office Christmas party you go to we also have mistletoe do you have that as well in this you know we have it but I don't think people use it like they do in the UK hmm. so you um have to <laughs> if you're very brave and it often happens at the office Christmas party you approach the object of your desire brandishing a sprig of mistletoe above your own head and you you know you have to you have to go in for the go in for the snog and um, try and snog them under the mistletoe and snog i should explain again snog means uh, smash or kiss yeah you have to smash them under the mistletoe <laughs> i love that i'm gonna start using it do um, you look do you, do you call it smashing yeah um, According to my 19-year-old son, who likes to smash quite a lot, apparently, so that's... Um... Does he now? <laughs> I love it. Tell him to get some mistletoe. I don't think he needs it, but that's... Uh... All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd say that is a, a, big, a big part. I, I, do you do um, advent calendars? Again, that is something I'm sure people do it. And I, I think possibly or probably mostly people that are religiously inclined. But I think it's not necessarily a religious thing in the UK, is it? It is very much a commercial chocolate, chocolate binging thing. So Is it? Yeah. Oh, and okay. They also extend to like you can get calendars that give you, um, you know, really, really plush ones. You can have like gin calendars that give you a little bit of gin every day or um like a cosmetics one where you get 
a different lipstick every day. You know, they've gone to extremes. So yes, some people do have the religious ones with a picture of the nativity and you open a door every day. Um, but generally speaking, it's that they should be for kids. So they open a window and get a chocolate, but also adults have them too. And in which case you open, you, you open your door and you pour your gin on your cornflakes, fish bash bosh, welcome to December. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Steve and Dave, peculiar, other peculiarities uh, in the UK for, for Christmas. Chocolate oranges. Do you do chocolate that one? Chocolate oranges. Yes. Explain, explain what a chocolate orange is. Chocolate orange is a ball of chocolate molded mm. like an orange, wrapped in orange or gold uh, wrapping silver foil or something of that nature and you get one of those and um and they are the hardest thing known to man trying to break them usually means you have to drop them on the floor from a quite a height to see if you can actually break into the chocolate um if you don't like your, your your sister and your sister doesn't like you you tend to throw them at each other until she cries and you get into trouble and you lose your chocolate orange, which was her intention all along. Um, that one that you can tell that scar still runs deep. And um, yes, that's, there's that one swimming in the sea. Does that one swimming? In the, you know, I do know that there are people and I think they, call, I don't know, they have some kind of name like polar bear club or something like that. Yes. I'm, I'm sure that happens in, in, the, in America. Yes. Yeah. That's just, just Sorry, there seems to be a few sneak, new ones sneaking in. You know, there's the Christmas yes. markets that yes. have come over from the continent. So now we not only have to get drunk on English or traditional English uh, beverages, you now have to have the very strong German beer and you have to have a bratwurst while you do it. And then you go on to drink more of your own stuff. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah. That's sneaking in. And, and I think the swimming in the sea one is a is one that's sneaking in either Christmas Day or Boxing Day. But, you know, these people are going out into the, the sea just off Scotland and doing it and... You're thinking, I, I know it must, there's plenty of cold places in the States. I get, I know that much, but, you know, Sheffield is as far from the sea as you can get in, in, um, in England. Yes, it you is. See these people yeah. running into the sea first thing in the morning on Christmas Day, and you're thinking, well, I'm staying here in my, uh, in my dressing gown with my glass of champagne and, and, and waiting. So, Eggnog. Eggnog. Oh, God, yes. eggnog. No, eggnog. Eggnog is 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 a thing here in America, but oh. I think it's different because it's sold alongside the milk in supermarkets. Is it? Is that the same thing in England? No, eggnog is is boozy. Again. Yeah. Yes, a that's yeah. a big difference. Yes, yes. So eggnog is like a thick, yeah, boozy drink i think is it is it is it advocar yes advocar yes yeah. um very um, very bad experience with that when i was about 17 so I'm oh <laughs> yes. never going back to that no um chocolate coins there's loads of those that go around uh, chocolate coins yes ah actually, little bag of chocolate coins i think i've got some i've just been i've just Hanging been on the tree usually with my oh nephew. Okay. Now, you mentioned, one of you mentioned earlier on about houses being decorated. When I was growing up, oh, there we are, chocolate coins, yes. Decorating houses outside wasn't a big thing. It is here in the States. It's huge. Nutty. I mean, it gets to the point of just craziness. Uh, but that's now become big in, in the UK. Yes, yes. It's getting bigger. Yeah. yeah. But we, we also like to string the Christmas cards up from the beams in the house. Do you do that? Right. 
some people do and not lots of people don't seem to be sending christmas cards like they used to yeah, you know, so. it, it used to be everybody sent Christmas cards. I'm not so sure that people do that now. Over here, that is. Yeah. Do you have, um, you know, carol singing and, and midnight mass? Again, that if you're religious, yes, yes. But if you're not, that's not something that you would be, yeah. Quite so, often it's the only time some people go to church these days. Right. In this country. It is, I've got to go to Christmas, you know, to, to <laughs> the midnight mass and, and then come, you know, once you've been to the pub, you then, we are sounding an awful, awful nation. You realise that, don't you? Like, like, if it doesn't involve alcohol in December, we're not doing it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, there's also the poll, you know. That, oh, um, yeah. New Year's, New Year's Day, though, isn't it? New Year's Eve. The coal, yes, yes, you have to walk in one door and out the other. Mm. Um, yes, oh, yes, I, that's a bit of an involved one, but that's that's New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah, what about Day. Christmas for children? It's a, it's a big children's time in the UK, isn't it? And, and you talked about pantomimes, which you take children to, but uh, but it's also something which adults love. What else is really important for children in the UK at Christmas? So Going to sit on Santa's. Yeah, they go to Santa's Grotto. Yes, that's the same thing we have here. Yes, yeah. yes. and the nativity plays. And they leave uh, the um. You have to leave the carrot, a half-eaten carrot for Rudolph, a glass of sherry for Father Christmas, and a mince pie for Father Christmas. Or right. you know, you don't get your stocking. Yes. And so the parents have to, you know, do that with the kids, and then put the kids to bed. And then at some stage, they have to, you know, put some, the lengths that some parents go to, they put like sooty footprints on the way up to the middle pie. And then, oh, yes, yes. Gnaw on a bit of the carrot. And, you know, occasionally some some will leave a note for the children saying, thank you for being so good this year or, you know, whatever. Been there, done that. Yes, I would eat, you know, you nibble away at a a, a cookie or something and spill some some milk or whatever it is you pour for, for Santa. And then you get to that year where you think your your child still believes in Santa Claus and you leave all the stuff out and you go through the whole ritual and then you discover that your child says to you just before he you tuck him into bed, Dad, I don't believe in Santa Claus. And that's kind of, I mean, that was, oh, my God. I I was upset for weeks on end when that happened. I couldn't believe it because I, I enjoyed it so much. I mean, I just loved the whole sort of pretending that I was Santa Claus. And he was, even though we didn't have a chimney, it was like, yeah, he's going to come down. Oh, yeah, come on. You can hear him on the roof. Yeah, that's, yeah. Even though the roof is like, you know, way up there, many floors high, you know. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, and I know for myself, because I got two kids and, and, the years in which they believed were, they were divine. It really did change. It changed Christmas entirely. Imagine. Uh, even now we, we joke about it and my kids are 21 and 20, no, 22, 24, you know, so we still joke about it. Yeah, you better be good. And they got, you, you know, they play, they sort of give me that look that goes, yes, you're an idiot, but never mind, you know, but there was also that moment that, that middle ground, isn't it? Where the kids, you're pretty certain they don't believe anymore, but they're going along with it just in case. You know, and, and, and they're trying to be cool, but at the same time, well, I'll better be good, <laughs> and I, you know, and, you exactly, know, exactly. I love it. But because then, I, I remember one year, so I remember one year we, we put the carrot out, and then we put them to bed, and then I, 
went and we nibbled everything and I took this big bite out of this carrot and, and the next morning my daughter woke up and, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been. And look at the big toothy reindeer bite in this carrot. You know, my, my wife was, you know, falling out of bed weeing herself, you know, with a bit of, <laughs> you know, she just kept yeah. going, oh, hello, reindeer mouth for the rest of the day. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we're very big on cheese at Christmas. Very yes. A lot of cheese. You have to have Stilton. No, it never gets eaten. You have to buy so many different types of cheeses. And there's this period after Christmas where <laughs> everybody's trying to palm off everything on everyone else. So you right. go around and you'd be like, oh, you know, sorry, we didn't bring this before Christmas. But here you go. This is for you. And you'll give someone a hamper that you've been sent. And then someone will turn up at your door and be like, oh, I forgot to give you these homemade mince pies. Sorry. You know, so they, we just do this like merry-go-round of, yeah. of on and trying, trying to eat all of the stuff, all of the delicious stuff before we all go on a national diet in dry January. So dry January is, January is a period of bitter resentment and depression in England because we've all gone so crackers, <laughs> literally, through December and there's this massive national come down, you know, where, where everyone's put on the temp, they're trying to get rid of the 10 pounds you've put on through December. So loads of weight loss programs start, everyone joins a gym, mm. everyone stops drinking and you're only allowed to eat lettuce. You know, from, from what you're saying and what we've discussed here, it does seem like there's a, a, a little bit of cross pollination of what goes on in the US and what goes on in, in the UK. It, it's not as different except for the fact that it is and it's only one day here and it's a much longer period in the u in the uk one thing that you both and, and i'll take Stephen first one thing that you both just dread about christmas oh oh, oh dear i could say bad cooking yes um, because i've been to a few christmas dinners and it's wrong for me to say where but they were, oh, you have to sit there and you have to eat it and you have to be grateful, but inside you just want to throw it all back up and find a way out the house very quickly. Um, I once, One of the things we do a lot of on Boxing Day is Boxing Day sport in this country, um, especially football, and I once used the excuse of having to go to a football match, which I didn't have a ticket to, but it got me out of a, um, a meal round at somebody's house, which I ah. desperately the now, when we say football, we mean soccer, don't we? We, oh, we yeah, mean, soccer, yes. yeah. We've just got to. Um, so there's there's that, but also I think that the thing I dread is the obligation sometimes of it all, which ah, sounds awfully yeah. dark and 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 heavy, I suppose. But it, it is the fact that you've got to go see. Oh, well, certainly less less now, but you've got to go see Auntie So and So and Uncle Jack, you know Jack, and you've got to go this and you've got to do that, and suddenly. Uh, especially when you first get small children and you're taking them around to see everybody and you think, I actually just want to spend a bit of time alone with the kids and, yeah. you know, by the tree, et cetera. Cause those, you know, the first time that they really understand why you're putting the tree up, you know, and they, they've helped you dress the tree and all the rest of it. You, it's, that, it's a moment that, that, that will stay with you forever. And then you're suddenly having to drag them out when they want to stay and play or they want to read the book about Christmas or they want to sing some carols or whatever. And suddenly you're, you're taking them out to see people that you haven't seen all year because you have to. 
and and instead of us actually seeing those people at some point during the year, we just do it at Christmas. And I suppose in some ways it's sad that you haven't sent, seen them, but at the same token, it's I don't know. And um, um, I think that's probably the thing I dread dread most. Letty, what do you dread? Um, I think I think. <sighs> This is, again, this is going to sound a bit dark, but I think the thing I dread most is, is the is the kind of level of comparison. So you get a lot, you know, the social media goes maybe like mental. And, you know, I think there's something sad about the fact that people post so much of their Christmases and it's like everyone has to, this is this feeling of like, uh, perfection that we're kind of striving for and like am I having enough fun am I doing seeing enough people like oh their Christmas is better than mine you know all of that kind of competitive like the competitive Christmas Ah. um Mm. I think that drives me a bit insane um and then I do find packing all the stuff away Ah. um, is much less fun than like (laughs) getting all the stuff ready ready and yeah i've got this weird disease where i feel terribly terribly sorry for all the abandoned christmas trees that you see on the pavements outside and you just think oh my god you've grown you've been chopped down decorated everyone's lauded you for a month and now no one gives a toss and i find that i actually find that really sad um but that yeah they do sort of they've got the recycling program now i gather which is all you know good but that 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 does depress me a little bit but i didn't really want to end this on a depressing note i'm kind of feeling i shouldn't <laughs> have asked you that, that question but overall both of you enjoy christmas right yeah. i love christmas. Yeah. i love christmas yeah particularly yeah. now i've got a nephew because he's five and he saw father christmas on a sledge for the first time ah it blew his mind Yes. It blew your mind as well, Letty. Come on. It blew your mind seeing that reaction as well. <laughs> Big time, Dave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And, it, yeah, it, it brings it back. Like, being around kids at Christmas, it's just nothing beats it. It's great. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. I have been talking to two very lovely people, Letty Butler and Stephen Meller, also goes by Dave. They have a podcast, a show, which is also a game called Prompty Prompt. And before we go, very quickly, Tell me just a little bit about yourself, Stephen. Oh, um, I'm a writer. Uh, come late to the game, so to speak, after years and years of being a, running businesses and things. Uh, but historical fiction writer. I live in Sheffield. I do this wonderful podcast with the wonderful Letty Butler, who is star and i just just hang around and hope for the best i've got a couple of kids i'm engaged to be i'm going to get married next year good for you um that's really it i think i can't think of much else you know i, you know, I could i could that go sounds... on forever about many nah, other things. that's that's great good stuff letty tell us about you okay so i um i also live in sheffield i actually i'm actually from london so i'm not i'm not authentic yorkshire ah, but, um... okay yeah, so uh, I'm an actress by profession. So I'm an actress, a writer, and now a podcaster. Um, so I oh, and a coach. I'm a creative coach. So I coach creatives and and help that you know, help them with their editing or if they think they want to write a book, I kind of help them do that. Oh. Um, um, so yeah, I'm a bit of a creative jack of all trades, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, and I live in the Sheffield city centre, um, surrounded by a lot of plants. 
Nice. Yeah. Plants and books. That's why I live. Plants and books. I like it. As you can see, I've just, that's just a, just a few of them. I've got thousands and thousands of books. I, I, a room or a house that doesn't have books for me is, is a very sad place. I agree. Oh my God. I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay been an absolute delight talking to you it's been fun it's been just a it's just a nice little chat about christmas here and christmas there and and i've really enjoyed it letty butler and Stephen dave meller have been my guests from property prompt thank you so very much you two thank you so much Norman. Thank you. happy christmas yes indeed have a great one To take us up to the close, here is British songwriter and solo artist, known for his work with The Laugh, The Weather Prophets and more, Peter Astor, with Christmas Is Here, from a wonderful compilation on Where It's At Is Where You Are Records, out of London. Details are up at lifeelsewhere.co. Now, the next time we speak, it'll be 2022. Till then, season's greetings and a happy new year. Be well, be safe, and now more than ever, be nice. It's cold now, it's that time of year. The ads have started, Christmas is near. People spending money that they just haven't got. No escape, it just won't stop. Office parties all over town Office workers stumbling around It must be cold but they can't feel a thing They're numb from the beer and the whiskey and the gin Here's to Santa and here's to us Everything that's coming to us Coming to us, coming to us. Choirs are singing, Jesus is coming. Bells are ringing, let's spend some money. Hold on tight, it's that time of year. Oh God, Christmas is here. Christmas is here Christmas Day Peaceful You have been listening to Life Elsewhere Created and hosted by Norman B. Life Elsewhere is written and produced by Norman B. Guest booking and additional research by Stephanie Lane. Behind-the-scenes assistance by James Van, Bruce Goodman, and Allison Klein. We love to hear what you think about Life Elsewhere. Send your questions, queries, and comments to info at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. Mm-hmm.